5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. Well, from shipping, let's talk about motoring and our motoring segment. And uh, the person behind that, Paul Marich from carexpert.com.au. Hello, Paul. Good evening, mate. I cannot believe this story. First, I, I read about it is in the info you sent. Toyota is killing off the Prius in Australia. Yeah, 21 years it's been on sale in Australia, um, which is pretty crazy. So it was introduced in 2001. They've sold uh, a whole stack of them in Australia as well. But unfortunately, we are waving goodbye to uh, the Prius. Prius, sorry. Prius, Prius. Tomato, oh, tomato. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, this, this was the car that introduced electric cars, wasn't it, to us here, or hybrids at least? Yeah, it was, um, in fact, uh, I think globally the world's best-selling electric vehicle before full EVs came along. And uh, it was funny, in the States, these things were very trendy to have because Mm. everyone knew that you were, you know, doing doing the right thing for the environment. Um, But, yeah, it's... uh, it's now very much moving towards um, sort of full electric vehicles, and uh, you know, this this was the first thing to part ways before Toyota actually introduces its full uh, EV next year. Yeah, they have changed a bit of late, haven't they? I mean, they were they were kind of almost square when they came out, but they uh, <laughs> they've they've become uh, well. It's hard to to tell them apart from Corollas these days. Yeah, I was going to say, don't say that they've become better looking because no. I'm looking at a picture of one now. No, and no, they're not better looking. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered why just because you want to drive a, an efficient vehicle, it had to look like a space project. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they, these days they're starting to look a whole lot more normal, but um, yeah, it's just, it is a bizarre design strategy. Yeah, I tell you one that isn't though, and it's very space age, and I, I didn't mind it. I pulled up behind it on the weekend, the Ionic 5 from Hyundai. Mm-hmm. That does yeah. look like it's just landed from uh, outer space. Yeah, it does. And the funny thing is it shares a platform with the Kia EV6. And uh, despite them being virtually identical beneath the skin, they look completely different. And it's cool to see that the two companies have gone totally different ways in terms of their car design. So Hyundai is going for that sort of space age look. They actually have a van called the Staria that has a similar design where it's got those square taillights and it, mm. it just looks like a spaceship. It so um, it is interesting. Yeah, okay. So I didn't know they had the same uh, platform. That's interesting because the prices are different too, aren't they? I mean, the uh, 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 Ionic is around 70, 80 grand, whereas the other one I think is cheaper, the Kia. Yeah, so the prices are sort of similar. You could be are thinking okay. of the Nero, which is a smaller version uh, of um, the EV6. Right. I mean, an EV as well. Um, but they're, they're similar in terms of prices. Where they differ, though, is in terms of what they offer uh, in terms of drivetrain. So even though they share the same platform, they offer different battery sizes and different uh, drivetrain configurations as well. So you can see some big price variances there depending on exactly which spec you choose. Mm. All right. Any questions for Paul about buying a car or what's on the road? You can't do your prices, so don't don't say I've got a 2003 <laughs> Commodore VX or whatever that model might have been. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, now, the Nissan Z priced at 73300 This has been announced by Nissan. Yeah, look, I was pretty surprised by this. Um, Toyota, when they reintroduced the Supra, it was around that $100,000 mark, and and Nissan has gone to town on the Z, which is a reincarnation of their uh, sports car range. Mm. Uh, it's basically got a turbocharged V6 petrol engine, 
And uh, I thought it was probably going to be closer to that 100 grand mark. But um, they've announced pricing of uh, just over 70 grand plus on road costs. Uh, and it sort of traces its origins back to the 240Z, um, which first came to Australia in 1970. So it, it has a rich history here. And um, I think they already have something like 1,100 orders for these. Wow. And um, they won't be bringing that many into the country. So this will be yet another car that has a giant weight list yeah. on it if you do want to get your hands on one. I, I just don't get that because, you know, if you, you say you want it, you're going to get a car that's two years out of date eventually, aren't you? Might be new, but it'll be two years out of date. Yep. 100%. It, it is really strange to me. And, and we're seeing uh, Toyota RAV4 Hybrid as, as a good example. People that have ordered one and are willing to wait 12 or 18 months for it, they have updated products while they're on their waiting list, mm. two product updates. The problem is if if you get your car just before they announce a product update, you've got a car that is pretty much a year old and you're still paying full whack for it. So yeah. it is um, yeah, it is a strange time that we live in at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. The other, I suppose, uh, the comparison is you you order an iPhone, a current iPhone, go pick it up in two years' time. There's two new models since, but you've paid full price. It's unreal. I don't get it. Exactly, uh, exactly. Anyway, all right. Uh, Ford, the e-transit custom van is coming to Australia. Yeah, it is. Um, this is pretty exciting because we talk about EVs uh, you know, in terms of passenger cars and all that kind of thing. But um, it's actually vans that I think are really going to take off because you can see a van goes back to a base at night. It has the ability to charge, and it means you can drive in and around the city with, um, without emitting any fumes. So if you have pedestrians and stuff around the place, they don't smell anything in the city. Mm. Um, so it is an impressive thing. Uh, they've announced that it will come to Australia in 2024, so it's still a little while away, unfortunately. But uh, with a driving range of about 400 kilometres, this will um, suit perfectly for the type of person that is doing a lot of driving during the day um, in and around the city and, and has an ability to charge one of these overnight. Mm. Stan has texted in. He says, thinking of joining the list of EV car buyers, do they need annual services? What's uh, the service? Really question. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So uh, some car companies are desperate to keep taking your money. Uh, uh-huh. There has been some very comical servicing costs, especially from Porsche. It was something like... $1,200 for a service, and I had a look at what they're servicing, and there was virtually nothing on there. Um, but I would uh, suggest you have a look at each different brand. Most of them will have some kind of servicing, but I do know from my experience owning a Tesla Model 3 for two and a half years, the only servicing that happened on the car was by me, and I basically replaced cabin air filters, which cost me $63. My kid and myself in the garage. Um, but, yeah, look, you, you really shouldn't have many servicing requirements outside of standard things like tyres, uh, brake fluid, and coolant for the battery system. But outside of that, it, it is um, virtually a service-free environment. Yeah, okay. So you still do have to take it back every 15000 then to make sure your coolant's okay. <laughs> well, you can do that at home, yeah. can't you? You can. I mean, look, that's the thing. Uh, nothing's stopping you from, from just doing that yourself. The, the only recommend, re- recommendation I have is that um, if you do want them to retain your warranty, you've got uh, to take it back to them at their service intervals. You don't need well, to go back to the manufacturer, but you need a qualified mechanic to look at it at the service interval. Right. Well, that's interesting. Okay. There's a catch for young players. Rightio. <laughs> Good on you, Paul. Thank you for that. And we'll chat with you next week. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Paul Marich there, carexpert.com.au. Have a look at the website full of uh, very interesting info in the motoring world. All the latest comings and goings there. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.